Welcome to Flicks. My name is Daniel Swan. This is episode 54, in which myself, my lovely wife Tiffany B, discuss doubt. The 2008 Meryl Streep, Philip Seymour Hoffman starring Juggernaut. Yes, it's nine years old, but we're still sensitive to spoilers. So there's about 15 minutes of spoiler-free, then a lot of spoiler-filled. Hope you enjoy it. Oscars, right? So we did the Oscars, uh, and we made our predictions. Yes, we watched many films, maybe ten hours worth of film. True. I mean, that's yeah. that's a that's a realistic, potentially, yeah, estimate. Sure. I'd say about ten hours. Yeah. Putting a lot of time, a lot of elbow grease is what I'm trying to get. At. A lot of uh, blood, sweat, and tears. Wonderful films, sure, but we put the time in. Yes. Uh, there are 24 Oscar categories, of which you can throw out two, maybe. Best short documentary, we didn't see any of. And no. best foreign language film, we didn't see any of. We didn't see, yeah. So those ones we can, you know. Yeah. Couldn't be expected to, you know, have any kind of knowledge or understanding of. No. The rest of them, though, is 22. Yeah. We'd done the research. Yeah. We'd seen most of all of them. Yeah. I would have thought. Uh, we made our predictions. Who won? I did. You did. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so you won. Yeah. Obviously, we've put in the time. So what, with like 16, 17, 18, right? 19, right? 20, right? 11. I got 11. Yeah. And you got 12. I got 12. So the best that we could do was half. Oops. Not great, is it? I was really shocked at how well, badly we did. We came close on a couple. Like, for example, sound editing and sound mixing. Like, they're the same thing, like, to be <laughs> honest. That's just a pointless additional cat- category. Yeah. And I got one, you know, I just got them the wrong way round. That's true enough, actually. I knew what sounded good. <laughs> I just don't know the difference between sound mixing and editing. <laughs> but we looked it up beforehand. Yeah, but it, the explanation was the same. Exactly the same. Do you remember? No. Well, I, I gave it you the... It sounded the same to me. <laughs> and that's what we're dealing with. Sound. Exactly. Yeah. You said a lot of words. I did a lot of not listening. <laughs> and then I decided for myself what it meant. Sound. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So pretty... Quite a poor show, I think. But the upshot is, the reason we're talking about this... Oh, yes. ...is the wager that we made before the thing is that whoever won would get to pick any film... And we'd have to watch it and then do a flicks on it. And I won. And you won. You son of a bitch. And I chose... You chose... Doubt. 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 Um, yes, the 2008 uh, John Patrick Shanley 
film about paedophilia and well, religion. Maybe. Maybe paedophilia. Doubt. But I have watched this film previously. And, and loved I it. thought it was a very good film. And then. Have not since stopped banging on about well, it. Well, I just. I like to try and get you to watch films that aren't about superheroes on occasion. Sure. And this is one that I watched and thought, oh, that was a good film. And there In was that none. way when you're not expecting it. Yeah. You're just like, oh, I'll watch this. I'm just sure it would be entertaining for Crept a bit. up on you. And then you're like, oh, wait a tick. Good gracious. That was a bloody good film, that was. That was a bloody good film. What a rock-roaring ride. Rock? Rock roaring, yeah. rip, rip, rip roaring, rip roaring. What a rock roaring, rick rolled ride. <laughs> That's what I said sure. myself. And then here we are. So it's 2017, and isn't, we're having a whale of a time. Life. <laughs> so join us next time. For <laughs> <laughs> no, of course not. Um, so now we're going to talk about doubt. So now we're going to talk about doubt. We watched doubt. We're going to talk about doubt. Um, it's maybe, maybe pointless, I don't know, to talk about a film that's now nine years old and be wary of giving spoilers. But we're good people. We're fine people. So we're going to stick to our usual method, methodology of producer's pitch. Yes. Um, and general recommendations. Possibly mark out a five. Okay. In the non-spoiler section. And then in the spoiler section, we delve into it. We delve further. And we explain how we arrived at that thing. Okay. Does that make... that sound fair? Yeah, let's yeah. do that. Let's do that. Okay, so, producer's pitch. Tiffany B, Doubt, your favourite film of all time. Not, but okay. <laughs> Not true, but continue. <laughs> um, so, okay, my what have you got? producer's pitch. <laughs> is that what it is? Yeah. Why are you laughing? I just said it very loudly and a bit <laughs> drunkly. My producer's <laughs> pitch. I am not drunk. Um, is that doubt is like Spotlight. Uh-oh. Meets Rebecca. Oh. And you've, you did talk about this beforehand when we were writing our, when we were doing our research our prep, yes. our flicks prep. Yes. That uh, Rebecca is not a film. Although it is a film. It is a film. But it's really a book. Just do it about the film. And that's, that's fine. Yeah, I haven't seen the film though. No, no. But I mean, I imagine I it, it for follows. You, didn't I? No. The black and white one. Really old one. No. Is it, what am I thinking of? I have no idea. Is this the one with the, with the woman and it's like she's possibly in love with the woman, possibly ghost? Or is that a different thing? I mean, you've got two things mixed up there, I think. What have I got mixed up? I don't know, but none of them are right. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, Where it's like the old... The shall I just tell you what it is, or do you want to carry on guessing? Jesus Christ, yeah. Keep going, go on. What's your next guess? <laughs> um, what it actually is... Sure, go for it. ...is a lady who, who marries this man... And she goes to live in their house, and he had previously been married to Rebecca. Okay. And she's kind of haunted by Rebecca in the sense of, you know, the whole house reminds her of her, and um, 
it's yeah, it's 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 somewhat of a ghost story, but really, it's it's about her own kind of paranoia mm. about. Um, it's like it could be read as a ghost story. Yes, but there could also be a very yeah. And I mean, there was a real woman called Rebecca, and there is a kind of like mystery surrounding her. Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah, so the reason I picked these is because. Um, spotlight, I think, fairly obviously because yeah. it's to do with the church. Oh, and um, are you okay, good boy. Um, it's to do with the church and priests and inappropriate behaviour with children. Inappropriosity in churches, mm-hmm. um, and you know, seeking the truth, mm-hmm. which this is film is all about. Nice. Um, and then Rebecca, because there is. T- still doubt um, <laughs> there's and so that word again there's this kind of nature of like second guessing yourself okay um, wondering to what extent you know your suspicions or your hypotheses are based on your own experience or your own sure. paranoia or your own fears mm-hmm. um, and so I felt like that was a very good mix Nice. Of what this film is about. Good. What What's your producer's picks? Well, my producer's pitch. Pitch. Oh, picks, I've been saying. Oh, right. That's why I sounded drunk. <laughs> my producer's <laughs> pick. Pitch. Sorry, pitch. Yeah, go on. Because it's like your kind of elevator pitch. Mm. Of like, you've got eight seconds to say why they yeah, should want to buy your film. Picks, yeah. <laughs> it all makes sense. Oh, sure. I see good, what good, we've been doing this whole time. So I went with Spotlight as well. Ah. <sighs> I mean, it's a. I was quite proud of myself. I was quite proud of myself as well. Uh-huh. Um, uh, I feel like maybe again, we've we've marched ahead. I say we've marched ahead. I'm kind of marshalling this to to some degree, so it's entirely my fault. But I feel like maybe right. there should be some kind of little synopsis at some point. So basically, what about the film? Yeah. Why people have seen it? But these people have, might not have seen it. This is why it's spoiler-free. Okay, maybe not. No, go on, go on, go on. Just just kind of broad strokes. So um, it's a church and a church school um, in New York, is it? Boston, isn't it? Boston. Some Irish, some American-Irish place, anyway. Well, they're very religious. Soup's totes religious. Um, And there is... I mean, the the very basic plot is that there's some rumblings that the priest priest I would say the head priest, but there's only one priest, isn't there? Yeah, I don't know how well, the hierarchy piece, of these places priest that we focus on. Yeah, yeah. So there's um, like a head teacher, he's yeah. a nun, mm-hmm. Meryl Streep. Yeah, and there's a priest, and there's a very kind of there's a lot of talk about how there's a hierarchy and things like that. But yeah. so he's above her in mm-hmm. the grand scheme of things, and he. She suspects, because Amy Adams has indicated that there might be something mm-hmm. inappropriate going on, um, she suspects, Meryl Streep suspects that he may be having inappropriate relations or inappropriate anything yeah. with this young boy who yeah. is um, like new to the school and is the only black child in the school. Like the first black kid that they've ever... Yeah. What kind of era would you say it was? I don't know. It seemed pretty old. Like kind of 50s 50s, or 60s, something like that. Yeah. So that's the basic plot. 
Yeah. And so obviously that draws in a lot of the same things that Spotlight does, as you said, in mm-hmm. terms of investigating allegations of pederasty uh, with priests and young boys. Yeah. Altar boys type Altar things. boys and, yeah. yeah, just grossness. People using their positions of power to prey on the young fucking angered me in the same way yes um i said spotlight meets fences oh for the reason that uh this film like fences started life as a play yes um and still very much carries those hallmarks Mm. i think in terms of realistically like a play this is a film that can be broken down into like i don't know eight scenes Really, in terms of the, yeah. the bulk of the storytelling, dialogue versus yeah. action. Um, like these are scenes that will go on for ten minutes, which in a normal film would be unheard of. Yeah. Um, outside of like a you know an action scene or something. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so it, this like fences to a lesser extent, I think, but still very much. You watch this and you go, oh, I I bet this was a play first. I didn't do that, but oh, right. I can see it now that I know. Yeah. But yeah, um, yeah. There's a lot of a lot of talking, a lot of good talking, a lot of good talking, a lot of good talking, Ooh, good talking. But um, yeah, a lot of talking. Okay. So that was uh, yeah. I can see that. I can see why you would do that. Do you do you accept my? Um... I accept it reluctantly. <laughs> As with most things with me. <laughs> um, so what did you go for with a, a mark out of five in terms of how strongly would you recommend this film? To a chumley Warner. I found it hard fan. because I am a big fan, but I don't think it quite crossed over into the five out of five. So I have to go for four, four. out of five. Yeah. Sure. If there were half points, mm-hmm. I think this would might, would get one, but there aren't, so it doesn't. So it's four. <laughs> <laughs> so once again, four. You? Um, a similar situation. Um, if for you this is a classic nine out of ten. Okay. Kind yeah. of thing. Because yeah. obviously we only do yeah. out of five. Then for me, this is a classic seven out of ten. So a bit better than a three, but it's not a powerful. Yeah, it's a strong three or it's a weak... It's a, it's a kind of a generous three or a harsh four, I think. And I went with generous three. A harsh four? You mean oh, a, no, the like other way an around. under... A, a generous, generous four, four or a harsh three. Yeah. Yeah. So I went with three. Because I think, for me, trying to work within the confines of the ratings, of the five-point rating system... Which we're not really doing, because we're we're just talking about how we can, you know... Um, I feel like uh, a few more threes need to be... Because three is good. Yes. Three is a good film. A good film gets a three. Yeah. And so I and I think sometimes kind of perception kind of mucks around with it a little bit because you feel like you're being a bit harsh with it with a three. Yeah. But I think a three is a good film, uh, an enjoyable film, a, a film that's worth a watch. Yeah. And it's only when you get to the twos and the ones and the zeros that's when it gets a bit shitter. Okay. Um, so yeah, I went with a three out of five. Well, it's your right to be wrong. <laughs> Are you ready to delve in? Are you ready to? Cast off the shackles of spoiler freeness. As ever. And jump straight into that spoilerific uh, quagmire. Yes, I am. 
Yeah. Let's do it then. That was our spoiler-free review of Doubt. There be spoilers. And you're back with us for our spoiler-free, rev- uh, spoiler-filled... Fucking hell. And you're back with us for our spoiler filled. Oh, oh fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> right, you're back with us for our spoiler filled review of Doubt. So, four out of five. Hit me with your first of five points, milady. My first one is probably the easiest one, and I would guess that you would have it as well. Um, but the acting. Oh yeah. So I this. Was... Oh sorry. Sorry, I know you. Go can. on. Um, so this, I felt, for me to give you some history. Please. Context about my life and myself. Tell me your story, <laughs> Tiffany. Um, is that the first the first time I watched this, I thought, oh my goodness, isn't Meryl Streep a great actress? And I thought, maybe nobody else knows. No. <laughs> <laughs> I just this was the time I was like, whew, she's good. This this was your this was your streep breakout yeah. film. I just thought she would like it's very kind of difficult this film in terms of performances because there were some really strong like super strong performances yeah. from some really good actors and uh-huh. actresses but I just thought Meryl Streep in this was formidable like just like a powerhouse of acting yeah just brilliant like mm-hmm. really really good and I thought like in any other film I'd probably be saying that about any of the other actors yeah <laughs> more you know um, because obviously Philip Seymour Hoffman was very good. Yes. Amy Adams is was very good. You know, she always is. And Viola Davis, also very, very mm-hmm. good. Um, yeah, and so they were all very strong, I felt. There wasn't a weak link. No. Um, but I just thought she kind of was a bit better than them. Yeah. Um, I just think she was wonderful in this film. Mm. I believed her. She committed to it. Like... It was like she actually was this character and you felt like she had this whole kind of backstory and history and I don't know, I just thought it was amazing. I thought she was brilliant in it and I think it really contributed towards my enjoyment of the film. Yeah. Um, you know, because probably, like you say, it was very heavy in terms of dialogue and long scenes and stuff and I think with other actors and actresses it wouldn't have been as good. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I thought it was very, very strong. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's again, a situation, like I said, with Fences before, mm. where when a film is very much play-like, where yeah. it's like you're going to be spending a lot of time in these scenes. Yeah. And you're not going to be able to hide behind editing or whatever. Yeah. You're going to be with them and you're going to be feeling everything that they're feeling. Yeah. It kind of lives or dies by the acting. Yeah. And if it's if the acting is weak, then you just get bored. Like, it's a fucking 15-minute scene. Why am I still watching this? Yeah. Without them being really on it. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I, th- I was worried at the start that I was not... Because it's, because it's so performance-driven... I was worried that by lumping them all into one plus point, 
I was A, doing it a disservice and B, I was going to run out of other things to talk about. Luckily I didn't, but yeah. um, it's it's that thing where it's, yeah, that, that dominates so much of the film. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I, th- I think, yeah, they were all, as you say, the, the big four, all of whom I'm seeing now were nominated for Oscars. For that film? Yeah. Viola Davis nominated despite the fact that she's in two scenes yeah, and the second scene she's in she doesn't even speak classic very very small parts yeah it's, it's one scene yeah. that she's in and she's nominated for an she's Oscar very for good, that she's very good so um, what that's supporting and Amy Adams two yeah two of the five for best supporting actress were Amy Adams Viola Davis and Philip Seymour Hoffman best actor street best actress two of the five so who's the fifth no, as in, like, there'd be five nominated for Best Actress, Best Supporting oh, Actress. Oh, I see, sorry. And two of them were from oh, the yeah. same film. Um, uh, but, yeah, I, I, I thought it was amazing. I, th- I thought the... Um, yeah, I thought Streep did really well in, in bringing a third dimension to what could have been a very one-dimensional character. Yeah. Red, her, I mean, the, the whole kind of point of her character in this is that she is so relentlessly convinced of his guilt his guilt yeah despite not having any evidence yeah that's what that's the whole point of it yeah. but within that there is the the kind of respect of the hierarchy yeah so she doesn't want to kind of ruffle too many feathers there but then when she does become more convinced she it, and she starts off obviously kind of tiptoeing around it a little bit yeah. and she you know obviously brings him into the office to talk about the christmas pageant with yeah. the kind of and he even calls it out of like was this why you were t-? and she was like no yeah okay yeah so i love that yeah. he's like were you hit asking me to talk about the christmas pageant or were you asking me to talk about this she looks at him and she's like this yeah <laughs> this is what it was this was the one yeah yeah they were very good and i do think much as i'm kind of pulling out um meryl streep as the the big one like which I do think she was you know you don't have like an amazing actress or an actor of any kind like um without the other actors you know they weren't shown up is what I'm trying to say I guess it wasn't like oh I'm acting against or you know with this person who's amazing and I'm kind of you know because other actors lesser actors would be overshadowed I think yeah and I don't think any of them were. No. You know, like particularly like someone like Amy Adams, mm. you know, younger, yeah. more inexperienced, you know, and playing a more kind of shy character. Yeah. Um, could have been easily kind of trampled, mm. I think, you know? Yeah. In those scenes. Yeah. But you didn't feel like it was a one way scene. It no. was it was a collaboration. Yeah. Um, so yeah. And I do think, yeah, I'm the same as you, whilst I this is one point the acting I feel like it it really is kind of unfair to only give it like one point yeah because it's such an important part of the film um yeah yeah but very good all the way around yeah wonderful stuff yeah and yeah it's 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 the great thing of and obviously part of it's the writing as well but one of the great things of the beginning of the film at least one of the things that I really enjoyed about it was that this allegation comes the the beginning of the film before the allegation comes sets up Philip Seymour Hoffman as the good guy yeah. and Meryl Streep as the bad guy yeah and then when this thing comes out it's kind of starts to turn itself turn, and it's yeah. like an allegation against a character that you've already in very quick short space of time yeah really kind of. been drawn to yeah 
warm um, to someone. Yeah. yeah. And again, that doesn't work if without Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah. Yeah, very good. So that was, yeah, obviously my, my one as well. Good. So what's your second? Well, kind of following on from what you were saying, I guess, um, I was like, I really enjoyed the, the fact that it kind of, it talked about perception and reality as being different things and of being like uh, a tricky thing particularly when you're talking about something like as sensitive as this kind of you know pedophilia and mm-hmm. uh, it's something that is very like secretive yeah innately secretive and um difficult to prove i guess mm-hmm. in some senses and so what i really liked about it is yeah that they kind of introduced this guy like why wouldn't you like him he's nice to people he seems friendly with the kids like he seems to be very kind of positive and easygoing and mm-hmm. whatever and then all of a sudden like as the story starts to change and you see Meryl Streep as this kind of you know dragon lady mm. and then as the story starts to develop you think oh yeah like he seems nice but what's going on really yeah and like I don't know it's difficult because part of me thinks this film encourages distrust of people yeah um, but then equally, I feel like it, it asks questions, it asks you to ask questions of e- perception and how easy it is just to perceive someone. Well, he seems like a nice guy. I'm sure he's yeah. a nice guy. Like, and she seems like a bit of a bitch. So she's probably a bit yeah. of a bitch. And I just love that it kind of turns and she becomes, you know, she is harsh and that mm. doesn't change. They don't turn her into a fluffy yeah. character. She is like... Um, yeah a bit hard on herself on others she seems like she's probably not fun to be around Mm. you know all of that kind of stuff but she has a kind of unwavering focus on what she thinks is right and ultimately I don't know yeah I love that it looks at the perception of those two people and says meet these two people what do you think of them yeah and you automatically say well he's really nice but she seems kind of a bitch and then as the time goes on you're like well actually maybe she's you know who i'd want on my side yeah (laughs) versus him you Mm. know she's the one i trust she might not be the nicest person the easiest person to get along the most gregarious person Mm. but maybe she is you know morally the better person yeah and I just think that's really interesting. Mm. And it's really interesting to, to have a main character who is kind of unpleasant mm. and say, and kind of, I mean, it's, again, it's, it's very like, there's no distinct statements made. Yeah. But to say, maybe she's not what she seems. Yeah. Maybe she is a good person. Yeah. And I just think that was really like, for me, I think that's what hooked me. Yeah. Because it's... I don't see that kind of thing in a lot of films. Mm. And I think it plays around with perception. I really enjoyed that. Yeah. I just think that's so interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, yeah, that was kind of, kind of dovetails into one of my points as well. Yeah. In that there were, yeah, everyone was, everyone was three dimensional in it. Yeah. Um, there were, there was no like, this is the good guy. This is the bad guy. Yeah. Um, which films can often do yeah it's very easy to do it's like this is our antagonist and this is our protagonist yeah 
Whereas this was like, well, here's, you know, here's Meryl Streep, who's obviously a very flawed character. She's somebody who I thought was very interested in the, the idea that, yeah, she's a battle axe. Yeah. And she's a very, you know, harsh and stern person. But A, we never see her away from the school. No. And B, you get the sense that she is almost playing a part. Yeah. Because she feels like, well, that's how things get done. Yeah. The kids are well behaved because they have somebody to fear. Yeah. And she's almost kind of playing that boogeyman character. Yeah. It's like what they, they need they need a somebody that they're afraid of in yeah. order to make them do good. Yeah. Um so there's every chance that away from the school she, might she, be a she could be very different and yeah. Um and at the same time, you know, Philip Seymour Hoffman, even with the the allegations and all of the, you know, the the kind of strong implication that there's something that he's, you know, he's not entirely on the up and up. Yeah. You still don't hate him. No. There's, oh, well, you still doubt yourself, don't you? Yeah. You're like, not like, is he a monster? Yeah. I don't think he is. Mm. But maybe he is. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, you definitely don't come away, like, throwing bricks at him. No. And thinking you Yarboo, like, yeah. he's the, you know. Um, and because even with, you know, the stuff that's happened at previous parishes or whatever it might have been, like there's still and you don't know what that is. Yeah, and there's still absolutely no. He he could just be one of those. And I, I you know, this is maybe making it a weirder thing than it needs to be. But in the in the same way of like a Michael Jackson figure, mm. where it's like you know he was obviously accused of a lot of stuff. Yeah. But I kind of feel like well, there's no way that there would be any kind of malice because he just seems like he's just that kind of person. Yeah. And it's like, it's, it is inappropriate, but yeah. it's like, what's the intention? Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like that, that, that he... You don't he, get that he's a nasty person. You no. get that he's a messed up person. He's, yeah. And that he's maybe just overly friendly with kids in a yeah. way that isn't really appropriate. Yeah. But then could be seen through many prisms as yeah. he wants to fuck these kids. When it's like, but it's not necessarily yeah. that. Well, so for me, I don't know, like if I had to guess. Yeah. I would say he's gay. Yeah. And he's had some gay relationships in the past. Yeah. Which perhaps is, you know, where the kind of shame about his past comes from. Yeah. The kind of fear, you know, I suppose that at she, that time. Yeah. yeah. And so assuming that because he's gay, he would have inappropriate relationships with children. Yeah. Male, you know, boys, um, is a potential, you know, like... It could be a place that it could be a logical conclusion at the time, whether or not it's true. I don't know, because I think and there's a suggestion that the boy is gay as well. Right. Viola Davis is like, you know, he's that way inclined. So maybe he doesn't mind it. And there's that very kind of strange conversation, Um, you know, there. And so my guess would be that the boy is gay and that he kind of is you know, sort of almost a mentor to him of yeah. like, you know, sympathizing with him, understanding what he's going yeah. through, relating to him a lot. In a way that nobody else would exactly. in that environment. And he has that kind of, you know, he's quite tender with him. He hugs him in the yeah. hall, doesn't he? When he, somebody's knocked over his, his stuff. his temple and stuff. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, obviously I could be, and, and I guess the point is you don't know. Yeah. Um, and, and whatever. But for me, what I think is, 
That's what I think. And then mm. he has like those flowers in his Bible, doesn't he? Yeah. He has long nails. Yeah. He seems like there's indications that he's, that those might be the reason that she doesn't like him, that yeah. she gets a weird vibe from him, like because yeah. he's not like the other priests or he's not. And he's trying to modernize The way she it wants him to be. Change yeah. things and yeah. 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 And so it feels like there's something else going on. And I, I don't know, but his shame doesn't seem to come from what he's done with this boy. Yeah. Or in this role, in this job. It seems to come from something before. Yeah. And so it could be, of course, that he'd done something with a child before. Yeah. But it doesn't feel that kind of, like, despairing. Mm. He's not like, I've been found out. Yeah. It's like, you know... You don't understand. Yeah, you don't understand, like... I would never do that because he does. I mean, of course, somebody who who was, you know, like you say, being malicious and doing awful things would argue and, you know, try and find excuses, try and work their way out of it. But I don't know if I had to guess, that's what I would say. But I don't. Yeah, I don't know. But I think you're right. Like, it is really good in the sense that it doesn't say to you just black and white. These are good people. These are bad people. And that ties up the story. Yeah. That's really good. See, I didn't think of that at all. And that explains a lot of it. That really fits in well. That it's, yeah, that it's, it's, yeah, that he's, he's not ashamed, but he's just, he's very wary. Yeah. Of that secret the, getting yeah, out kind like, of thing. Even in this day and age, that's frowned on by a lot of people. Yeah. Being a priest and being gay. Yeah. Um, but especially in that time. Yeah. <sighs> But I don't know. But which brings me on to my point, I guess, which is kind of what I've already just said, mm-hmm. but that I love that it's ambiguous. I love that. And I yeah. I feel like that's not what, that's what you don't like about it. But yeah. For me, I love that it's ambiguous because it's just, it just makes you think a little bit. Yeah. You know, and it makes you, it really puts you in the position of like Amy Adams. Yeah. Because like, what do you do when you don't know? Yeah. And there's two strong figures who strongly believe, you know, one thing and the other. Yeah. What do you do? Mm. And yeah, just the fact that we're kind of having this conversation of guessing, well, what, what's going on? Why would he do that? Why did she do that? Why, why, what's happened in his past? You know, that kind of stuff. Um, I just think it's really interesting to kind of pose that problem to an audience and not answer it. Because I think sometimes it's very easy to just be like, and this was what happened, and that's the end. Mm. Um, so I just think in that sense, it was very subtle. Yeah. And it requires you to kind of bring something to the table. Yeah. And I enjoyed that. Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, that was one of my negative ones. I, th- I thought it was too ambiguous. Yeah. A, I, th- I think part of that is, is addressed with the gay thing, which is very interesting and I hadn't considered at all. So that, so if I watched it again with that thinking that he's, you know, yeah. and I, as much as that's again, not the point because it's, you know, we don't know that blah, blah, blah. But I do feel like that fits in very well because maybe that's why then he puts in the thing about the kid being gay. Yeah. And like, then he talks weird... about her being um, intolerant. Yeah. And like, you know, he's he... the old, she's the old style and he's trying to bring it, modernise it. it and, yeah. And... Yeah, bring it into the new yeah, era. Yeah, we need to be people that people like and stuff. And mm. Yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. But yeah, for, for me, I was I was really on board with the ambiguity. I liked that you didn't know 
one yeah. way or the other. I like that. But there was just, it kind of turned for me in the big final conversation yeah. between Philip Seymour Hoffman and Meryl Streep. Yeah. Something in that changed it for me. And I don't know whether it was because it felt like they were kind of pushing it too far without saying what it was and it felt more natural to say what it what had happened or something or I don't know what it was but but something about that scene I think spoiled it for me a little bit mm. like it went too far I didn't I really don't know what it was and it's it's obviously to my detriment or my non-credit that I can't articulate myself articulate my thoughts well enough but I felt like yeah it was it was something about that conversation and then when he, he was saying you know have you not done things in your past that you're not proud of or whatever and then she starts breaking down and she starts crying I'm like oh what's going on here yeah. but then she stops crying and then that's kind of yeah glossed over and I don't know it was something in that conversation yeah. that I felt like the ambiguity went from being a positive to a negative for, okay. for whatever reason yeah um and I, it, yeah it, it it annoyed me a little bit at that stage yeah um yeah but yeah at the beginning I liked it that it's like it's been accused of this thing but you don't know mm. and then it's just one one per, like you say one person's word against another yeah and what do you what do you do at how that do stage? you conclude yeah yeah yeah, I think I think I, I do agree with you. My kind of one bad point was that I felt, and I think this is what you said before, but that it wraps up quite quickly. Yes. And so you feel like you've been on this kind of slow-moving journey, which mm. um, I really enjoyed. Yeah. Because of the acting. Yeah. And because of the the, the ambiguity. Um, but then, yeah, it's like you get to this final scene and it's like, okay, so he's kind of admitting something and he's going to leave and that's it. Yeah. And you're like, oh, okay, yeah. sure, I guess. Mm. And maybe even I would have liked, even if you had that quick wrap up mm. of the story, I would have liked something more after. Yeah. Like, and then what? Yeah. But it just felt like it kind of was, yeah, it ended a bit quickly. Yeah. For a film that had been very kind of measured in its pace mm. not in a rush mm. you know like you say long scenes where there's a lot of talking yeah a lot of kind of moments left to breathe mm -hmm. when you have an ending that kind of wraps itself all up very quickly yeah i feel like feels a bit too because convenient. you've invested so much time and thought to it that quick of an ending is kind of somewhat unsatisfactory yeah even just by the fact that it's quick. Yeah. Whatever the ending might yeah. be, you know? Yeah, it's it's like, it's almost like No Country for Old Men, where you spend all this time getting mm. to know Josh Brolin and you really like his character, and then there's just a scene, that, and then he's dead. at some point he's like, oh, he's he's dead, spoiler alert. Um, and in camera. this one it's like, they, they have that big kind of final confrontation, and then yeah. the next scene comes up and he's like, oh, he left. Yeah. Like, oh, Oh, right, okay, cool. Yeah, and yeah. that's it, who's gone. Yeah, that was, yeah, again, that was one of my negatives of, uh, okay. of that it was, yeah, the, the, the structure of it, um, yeah, kind of let itself down a little bit at the end because it, yeah, it, it just kind of ends too abruptly. Yeah. It builds up such a wonderful conundrum. Yeah. And then it's just like, oh, well, you know, she calls the people, or she claims that she calls the people and he kind yeah. of... She bluffs. 
he shows his hand, yeah. and then he fucks off. Yeah. And it's like, that's it. Yeah. You just think, ah, come on. Yeah. Although I do love that scene in some senses, because I love that you can see her wavering there. Mm. And I know you've just said yeah. you didn't like that, but I felt like I liked that. Because you kind of think, I don't know, maybe this is why I like the film, because she's kind of a badass, really. Yeah. She's kind of like, I don't care, mate. Yeah. Like, I'm going to find a way to prove yeah. you, you know. And and yes, that might not be the right thing, because mm. she might not be right. But she doesn't care. Like, yeah. She is strong. Mm. And she is kind of persistent. And um, I don't know. I think there's something, I guess, that I kind of respect in that. But... More more than that is that in that last scene where they're together, mm. you see that she is like, she's not 100% sure. Yeah. Both of her assertions in this particular mm-hmm. situation, but also just of herself. Yeah. Like she admits like, you know, yes, I've faltered. Yes, mm. I've doubted and yeah. whatever. Um, and I prefer that scene there to when she cries later on with Amy Adams. Yeah, I thought that I was a really that's weird too ending. Much. That's not. That's. I can see, you know, how you might in the heat of the argument, and you, you know, everything's, yeah. you know, this is the crescendo of this story, and you, mm. you finally got him where you mm. want him, and you get a bit emotional because it's all too much, and it's all like, mm. I don't know. Um, but then crying to Amy Adams later, I just think is. I found that a little bit, uh, I don't know, out of character. Yeah, it was really, it was really odd. Tonally, yeah. it really didn't fit in with yeah. the rest of the film and with her character. Yeah, because I could, I could see her breaking down, but to herself in her room. Yeah, like that kind of character, mm. I feel like would rather you know throw herself under a bus yeah. than let her kind of um, show weakness yeah to somebody who isn't you know mm. is her report effectively yeah. is like you know lower than her in mm. the rank because she has such respect for the rank yeah. and the hierarchy like to 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 show such weakness to somebody mm. um i thought was a little bit out of character but anyway yeah i liked i like i did like that last scene between them two, yeah. um, Philip Seymour Hoffman and yeah. Street. Yeah. Which does bring me to my last... Uh-oh. And really my only point. <laughs> <laughs> I had other points. Um, uh, which was I really liked a lot of the directing in this around, like, the way they moved mm-hmm. around the rooms, the things that they did, which had lots of, like, meaning yeah. to it outside of what it was. Um, I, the classic one is obviously in that first scene where she's accusing him and there's a literal kind of power struggle yeah. between who, gets who owns the, big the conversation seat. yeah, and then where they're sitting. Yeah. And then obviously, yeah, like a physical struggle in terms of, well, that's my seat. I'm mm. the principal. That's my seat. And then ver- versus him coming in. And, yeah. Um, I just thought that was very clever and almost like a dance of sorts. Mm. I can imagine them, uh, you know, rehearsing it mm. almost as a dance. Like, yeah. okay, and then now I'm going to come over here and you're going to then come here and mm. I'm going to come around the desk. And, you know, I don't know. It seems silly, but I just thought it was very kind of indicative of the mood and the struggle and the mm. shift in 
the feeling in the room of mm. who had the power and stuff. And yeah, I think there were a few moments like that, but that was the big one for yeah. me. I just thought, oh, this is very clever. Oh, this is lovely. Oh, what a delight. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought. What a bloody delight. <laughs> um, yeah, so I like that. Nice. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was good. I thought that was good. I thought it was a little bit, uh, a little bit unrealistic, but you could see what they were doing. Do you think? And it, yeah. I thought they pulled it off quite well. Mm. I thought it was a, a little bit like... But why would he stand up at this point? Because he she... went to go close the blinds that she had opened. Yeah, I don't know. It just felt a little bit like... Yeah. Like, I can see what they're doing. I like I, I like it. I like that it was there, but it was... Yeah. Um, for me, uh, the final point mm. um, is another plus point. Because yes. I've had a couple of negatives. So my final positive is the dialogue. Um, I think in these kind of films... Um, Again, like with Fences, when it's like, this is a play that's, you know, had, you know, some changes made to it, but it's, you know, that I would recognise a lot mm. if I went to see the play. Um, the the dialogue has to be good. And the fact that this is a, a, a film that's like an hour and three quarters yeah. long um, with big big chunky chunky scenes um and it that it feels so it's 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 almost testament to the dialogue the strength of the dialogue and the strength of the performances of course as well but the strength of the dialogue in telling the story that when the end comes it feels abrupt yeah because you've you've sat with this thing without a conclusion for well over an hour yeah and that's a really impressive thing to not be to not be looking at your watch and like oh fucking hell how long yeah. is this going on for? I thought that was really I was really surprised me. Yeah. When the end came and I was like oh shit that was like forty minutes long but it's not. No. Um, I think that's yeah a really really yeah like I say indicative of a very strongly written thing that kind of issues the the um, traditional film story structure to a fault potentially in the end with the you know it all yeah. wraps up very quickly but to get to that point mm. um not you know using the a traditional kind of three act kind of thing um yeah it's very very impressive yeah very impressive indeed because yeah. I, I i think me especially i would get bored at yeah this kind of thing in a lot of other films yeah I'd be like come on like get to where you're going get on with it. yeah um but this i was very happy like you say it's a very slow and very deliberate pace but at no point is it boring no no it definitely isn't I felt the same mm. like particularly the first time I watched it I was like oh okay it's over then yeah. what was that like an hour yeah um yeah it's yeah. not an hour it's it's longer than an hour it's an hour plus um but yeah I, I agree I think it's a film that takes its time which mm. I start to realise I really enjoy yeah because you can find films can be a little bit aggressive with, mm. look at this, now look at this, look at this. Yeah. Um, and this was like, yeah, calmer, freer yeah. in some sense. And um, yeah, more deliberate, like you say. And yeah, easy to get swept along with. Yeah. 
you didn't think, come on, get on with it. What's Jesus Christ, know, mate? Hi, mate. Um, you thought, no, that would be inappropriate for this kind yeah. of film. Keep your pies to yourselves, guys. Just eat the pie. Eat the just eat the pie, Philip. Goodness gracious! Eat the pie, Philip. <laughs> eat that pie. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and just in a couple of other observations. Oh, a, yes. um, uh, the church system is very silly. The hierarchy. Yeah. And I think they showed that very well. Yeah. Of like yeah. They the did, men yeah. having fun. That was the women not having fun. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, it's almost interesting that it's it's like uh, Meryl Streep's devotion to the her belief is like you know is almost like a kind of religious thing. Yeah. That she is you know the fact that she is a nun means that she is able and willing to believe something without evidence yeah and believe something without proof and just stick to that 100 percent. yeah and so i thought that was quite interesting that that kind yeah. of yeah and yet he's like hey you know let's be cool and just yeah. call me gary or whatever his name was um francis brandon flynn, flynn father father flynn joseph Jolie. i don't know what his first name was uh be on here be on here brendan father brendan flynn I wonder if How are Irish you? or not. Possibly. Maybe. Possibly. Maybe. I feel I'm like... Besh on it. Yeah. And also, cool. there's some interesting trivia on here, so I'm just oh, going to go whisk you through a couple of bits of trivia, if Please I may. Please do. Um, Philip Seymour Hoffman lobbied for Amy Adams to be a part of the movie, even threatening to leave the project if she wasn't cast. Oh, wow. Interesting. She was very good. Yeah. In the dark days of uh, 2008 where people had to lobby for Amy Adams to be a part of a cast. Yeah, Whereas now people had cut off their own dick to have her on a film. Uh, Oprah Winfrey That's reportedly harsh. lobbied for the role of Mrs. Miller, but John Patrick Shanley refused to even give her a reading. Wow. I don't know why that might be. Maybe she doesn't like Just Oprah. because she's not an actress, maybe. I mean, she's, she, well, she is an actress. She's acted in things. She was in The Colour Purple and other bits yeah, and pieces. Yeah, maybe he felt... Not first and foremost, Sure. Well, I guess maybe he obviously. Well, she's I don't more know. known. She's more known now for uh, you know being on Weight Watchers and eating whatever she wants. She never once <laughs> had to compromise on that diet. She still loves chips. <laughs> <laughs> she eats whatever the fuck she wants. Um, blah blah blah. Uh, offered the role of Sister James to Natalie Portman, but she declined. What a fool! Putz. Jesus Christ. Um, Francis McDormand was the original choice for Aloysius Bouvier. Wow. Which seems tough on her to say, obviously, Meryl Streep is, you know, the best, but that would have been a good performance as well. Yeah, I'm sure, yeah she would have been. I very, could very see good. her in that. Um, uh, people considered to play Father Flynn, Tom Hanks, John Cusack, and David Hyde Pierce. Interesting. I don't know who David Hyde Pierce is. He is Niles from Frasier. Oh. Oh. Um, blah, 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 blah. Uh, other people considered to play Sister Aloysius, Sigourney Weaver, Annette Benning, Kathy Bates, and Angelica Houston. I think Meryl Streep had that. <laughs> yeah, it's difficult to go against Streep, yeah. isn't it? When you've got the opportunity she to cast a bit of Streep. kind of, you don't she mess just with feels her like feeling. a like, fleshed out. I mean, you, yeah. you'd get that with. With your Kathy Bateses and your Angelica Houstons yeah. and Sigourney Weavers, you know, I can imagine as well. Probably Annette Benning, she's a very good actress. Yeah. But I don't know, with you just yeah. really. With it's her, such a I think. Weight and to there's her all acting. of the, like, 
non-verbal bits. Yeah. All of her that's reactions. What I, I love her... that's yeah, where the context comes yeah. in for me. You Very know, like really she would like Amy Adams would be like, Well, you know, something about fairies. Mm. And she'd be like, hmm. <laughs> you know, and literally that would be like it would say a lot. Yeah. And it's it reminds me almost of like I don't know, it said so much in the sense that it was like there's a lot of history here. Yeah. She is not... I mean, because you can see she's not a young woman. She's not mm. a new nun. Yeah. But, like, there's a lot of weight to it. Yeah. There's a lot of, like, yeah, well, I've been around for a long time. And, you know? Yeah. And as much as they're kind of on the same side, to some degree, mm. especially in that, in the first scene, there's still a sense that, like, she probably doesn't like Amy Adams' yeah. character. Yeah. She's like, you're young and flighty yeah. and stupid and And you annoy me because job and... you're, you think you know more than me. Yeah. But I've been around for a long yeah. time. Yeah. And but... I know more than you. Yeah. I think she's got a strong future, Meryl Streep. I think she's a, a very bright actress. I mean, I would recommend her to directors. Yeah. You know, I'd hate to see her out of work. <laughs> well, it's tough out there, though, isn't it? It's tough. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah... John Patrick Shanley, not content with a play, not content with a Hollywood film, made it into an opera as well. Oh, really? With music by Douglas J. Cuomo and libretto, which I assume is... Well, I don't know what that would be. I don't know. The words? Lyrics? I don't know. Because opera is all just singing, isn't it? Yeah. So there's no non-singing. But he was jumped by John Patrick Shanley. Wow. So he's... He loves this story. And, yeah, like, just proves that you write a good story, you can dine out on that shit for years. Yeah, why don't you do that? I don't know. Just not... Have you not thought of it? Just not thought. I need to go paedophilia. Everyone loves a bit of that. Mm. Um, And just with the play, just as he did with the play, John Patrick Shanley, the writer-director, only told Philip Seymour Hoffman whether or not Flynn was guilty. None of the actors knew. None of the other actors knew. So he knows. Oh, he He knows. He knows, baby. And I bet he told him that he was gay. That's that is that's some sleuthing. That is some Sherlock sleuthing from you, Tiffany B. Uh, love that. Love it. Wonderful. Tremendous. Um, so yeah, uh, thank you very much, Tiffany B. For, thank you for, for watching this. Of film. course, yeah, you're bloody welcome. Jesus Christ, don't say I never do anything for you. Um, and you, uh, dear listener, for for listening to to this uh, and for listening to the next flicks that we'll be getting up next week. I'd imagine. Um, I have only a single uh, solitary word to say to that which is cheers cheers